This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. It's been a rocky road, this top five. We've had people doing it in all sorts of manners. Their favourite players, appearances, who put in the biggest tackle. Um, but it's been entertaining nonetheless. And it's certainly kept me and Matt and um, our guests and hopefully our listeners entertained over the last few weeks. We've done goalkeepers, fullbacks, centre-backs, midfielders. This week it is wingers. Um, and some people have... have put sort of left and right midfielders in my mind as wingers also and for example Brian Tinian will have fallen foul of 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 this approach uh maybe we'll have to do top 10 all-time players uh mm. as well but uh, we'll come on to that a bit later um so Matt is with me as always and Matt you've been away this weekend so uh, give us your score out of 10. I'm probably a good nine mate even though I'm absolutely knackered from driving up and down the M5 and the M6 um but yeah it was my mate Andy who you've you've met um it was his 50th the weekend Wigan Posse the Wigan Posse yeah so I, I drove up on Friday for his birthday to surprise him um not in you know it wasn't like I jumped out of a cake or anything um and then drove back Friday afternoon to then go back up on Saturday with Jill because he was having like a, a family friend barbecue um, so yeah, stayed over last night and then travelled back today. So yeah, no, it's a brilliant weekend. Thank you very much. Good. Feeling a... it a little bit, a little bit jaded, but yeah, oh good dear. night. Oh dear. Okay. Um, I'm actually a nine as well, and it's the first nine I've had for quite some time. I've had a, a cracking weekend. Had a half day on Friday. Went down to Somerset to watch Somerset versus Gloucester yeah. um, um, in Taunton. And then I've been enjoying Glastonbury over the weekend as well. Uh, Rick Astley, Lightning Seeds, Fatboy Slim, Foo Fighters, Guns N' Roses, Lewis Capaldi, um, a little-known Scottish outfit called Texas. thought she uh, was really good, I've got to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a little joke for the office crew ah, there. Yeah. Uh, Dermot Kennedy, who I'd never heard of before, and I watched him earlier, and what a voice he's got. Um, so I'll be checking out some of his music. And we've still got um, Elton John and guests to come. Mm. So yeah, so yeah, it's been a it's been a good one. Um, we're bringing our guest at this point. It's a returning guest, Stuart Gardner. Stuart, how are you out of ten, sir? I'm going to say a good eight, a strong eight, strong, strong eight. eight. I'm not usually not not up not up to nine when it's not the football season, but I'm making. <laughs> yeah, up this is a watching, rarity. I'm watching all sorts of cricket. Love the Ashes so far and yeah. uh, enjoying Glastonbury. So yeah, strong eight, which is not bad for when, we, when the football feels a long way away. Yeah. No, how do you uh, how do you stand on the the declaration on day one, Stu? Well, you know, I'm fighting between being somebody who would be seen as being out of touch by not being a basball guy. <laughs> yeah. And I so I am, but there's no need to make easy for them. It's the Australians, for goodness sake. Yeah. When you're when you're vaguely on top of them, you have to grind them into the dirt. And that's where we had a chance to do that. Yeah, but the upsides are so good. They're so good. I mean, if we hadn't been playing the basball way on a pitch like that, it would have just dribbled dr just dribbled out to a boring yeah. draw. Yeah, you're so right. So I don't think you can be too critical. No, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Matt asked me a question um, last week or the week before, and I swerved it. So Stuart, you might want to do the same. Yeah. But how did you feel when Man City won the Champions League? I don't need to swerve it. I was devastated <laughs> in every way. 
I don't need to swerve. I mean, to be honest with you, I was actually um, away on holiday and I, I, I said, I'm not watching this. I don't want to watch this. I'm definitely not going to watch it. But I didn't know anything about it. But I just, it was getting towards 10 minutes to go, five minutes to go. And I thought, right, go back to the room, put this, put the TV on just to see what happened. And just at that moment, Lukaku missed a sitter yeah. from about two yards out. And that would have made it 1-1. And as soon as he missed it and I saw that City were winning, I turned it straight off again. Yeah. So yeah, you... sorry about that, Lazar. It's, yeah. it's 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 too too close to the bone for me. Yeah, <laughs> I just put it into context. Actually, for those who don't know, uh, Stuart is um, uh, the host of Man United TV. So um, yeah, has got got Manchester United in the blood. Uh, Matt's question was to me: Would I be happy if Bristol Rovers won the Champions League? And I said, Well, I'm never going to have to worry about that. So. <laughs> Leave it there. You swerved it. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be happy if they won the Freight Rover. Never mind the Champions League. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we took the Europe debate. We'll roll on and on. Um, right. This week in Bristol City, then, before we before we come on to our top five wingers, obviously, we had the fixture announcement. We did. Uh, on Thursday. And Matt, we're home to Preston on the 5th of August, which I think we knew we were going to be home because of the balloon fiesta. Then away yep. to Millwall. Bring Birmingham home and then away to Hull City. So, uh, yeah, it's it. How would you classify that as a starting month? So, I've I've listened to a number of other podcasts and seen a lot of sort of comment on OTIB and what have you. And quite a few people were sort of saying, you know, that's a really good start. You know, that's that's a, a really winnable month, and we can get off to a really good start. And I was looking at it thinking. Preston, other than last season, complete bogey team for us. <laughs> Millwall away. When do we ever do really well at Millwall away? Birmingham have been a bogey team for us over the you know, last few years. Again, did well last season. Hull City away, not very good last season. So I kind of looked at it, and, then, and the more I looked at the fixtures, you know, Swansea's then the next one, the, the following game, isn't it? I just looked at it and thought, do you know what? There just aren't any easy fixtures in this league no, this year. Not at all. There's, there's not a team. Maybe, maybe Rotherham. You might go. You know, they did. They did amazingly well last year to, to sort of stay up. I think it was the first time they hadn't gone up or gone down in a, a league season for however many years. Because of the funds they've got, maybe a Rotherham. You might think. Well, you know, you'd like to think we'll be above them. But but other than that, I honestly can't pick teams where I honestly think. Yeah. We're going to finish well above them. Then we should be. I mean, we absolutely should be looking at the, the top end. We know that. We know that Nigel Pearson's three-year plan, you know, hopefully comes to fruition, and we see that improvement. And we need to improve this year. Mm. But honestly, I looked at it and thought that's that's not an easy start. Don't, don't let anyone kid you on it's an easy start. Yes, it could have been worse, but yeah, no. And Stuart, there, as Matt said, there is no easy game in the championship, and uh, I, I guess that's. For someone like yourself who watches a lot of the Premier League, um, where you can kind of see who's going to beat who unless you get a real shot, but the championship is completely different, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you're right about the fact that there's no easy... I mean, literally, I'm looking at the, the fixture list now and, and you're struggling to pick what you'd call an easy game. Yeah. I'm not sure... I'm sorry if it wasn't you, Patrick, or it wasn't Matt. It, maybe it was another City podcast, but I remember vividly last season might have been Ian Gay possibly saying that this is the chance this season for City or anybody to get in the playoffs because it's going to be much, much harder next season, i.e. this season, because the team's coming down and the team's coming up. And I have to agree, looking at the fixture list, Leicester City away, 
Leicester City away, Leeds away early on in the season. Okay, they were terrible last year in the Premier League, but they're going to be, they are not going to be terrible this season. It's really hard, but also I think it's exciting as well. Someone you've got yeah. slightly different teams, it's something to look forward to. But if you're picking, if you're looking for sort of so called easy games, you, it's a bit of a struggle, isn't it? Yeah. It is a bit of a struggle. But one thing I wanted to point out as well is mm. how can it be that Ipswich at home and Ipswich away is midweek? I know. There's no reason for it. There's no excuse for it. I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Why would that why would that be midweek? For both sets of away fans. The supercomputer fa- needs an upgrade, Matt. Well, they, they must factor in the mileage involved, surely. Um, you know, like the, the Plymouth game, I think, a fairly local one. I think that's on a, a bank holiday weekend yeah. from yeah. from memory. But, you know, it's I... It's on a bank holiday Monday, Matt. Is that on a bank holiday Monday? <laughs> Get your carpet right. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, I did Norwich last season. There was a yeah. midweek and it's just a dreadful drive. In fact, I did, I think Ipswich, the last time we played them was a midweek game. And yeah. Liam that's Walsh... It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Ipswich Town Away is a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Liam Mental. Walsh played. We we had him in a midweek game before, and you know that's that's going to have some spice to it, isn't it? Um, especially you know they're they're rumoured to be in for Jason Knight as well and yeah. things like that. So, but yeah, I, I mean I, I've looked at. It. I I also don't necessarily think anyone's going to run away with it this year. Mm. I don't I don't see Southampton, Leeds, or Leicester doing a Burnley. Um, you know I might might be wrong. Um, Leicester obviously new manager, different slightly different style you'd expect if he's following the pep mould but I don't, I don't see it being a Burnley Sheffield United situation mm. again um, so that might make it even more exciting like Stu said but um, yeah I, I generally when I was listening to it I was thinking guys honestly if you think this is going to be an easy month then <laughs> I hope I'm wrong because I, I know you're right but absolutely it was Ian Gay Ian Gay said all last season that it was the season you really needed to be kind of pushing because it was probably the easiest one to, to get into those playoff positions. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, fixtures are out. And also the Carabao Cup draw was the same day. Oxford yep. at home. So uh, Sykes and Atkinson will be, well, Sykes particularly will be up for that. Atkinson will be watching from the stands, you'd think. Um, but not a bad, not a bad little draw. No, and apparently the last time we played Oxford in the Carabao Cup first round and we lost was the double season. Ah. So, then. Yeah, good omens. So if we can do a, an FA Cup and uh championship double, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, very nice, very nice indeed. Um, right, before we get into the top five, uh I, I sat down with Marina Dolman in the week, mm. um, recorded a podcast, and I'm gonna try and do it really informal, really just sit down and and uh, talk about your 60 plus years as as an involved as involved with Bristol City and it was exactly like that. So please do check that out. Um, she was very open and um, had some fantastic stories and I won't spoil any of them, but you know, I had to sort of bring my back myself back into the room a few times, just hanging off of every word. So yeah, have a listen along to that. I don't know if either of you guys yeah, have had a chance. Listen. Oh, listen. fantastic. Listen to a bit. I haven't listened to all of it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was just great. What, what an amazing lady, Stuart, oh. without obviously telling some of the stories. Stuart, what was, uh, it's just yours? the span of time, isn't it? That, and when she's talking about at the start, seeing John Atio play. Yeah. And you think, my God, she's still yeah. at every game. And yeah. just that you can't believe the, the sheer span of time and what she's seen and the, uh, the personalities and, and these sort of great sort of legendary names. It's great to have somebody 
if, from if you like another era who's oh, yeah. still there and still seeing it all and still involved in it and still loves it. Imagine still yeah. loving it after all that time. She absolutely loves it. And and she is a focal point in home games and away games. Yeah. You can yeah, pick her right, Matt, yeah. can't you? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, obviously we saw a number of games last year, but you, you pretty much guarantee that, that Marina's going to be at the game um, and fully, fully involved, fully enthusiastic and does a huge amount, a huge amount for the club that we don't know about and we don't get to see. Right then, let's get into this top five wingers. And wingers have been something that we speak about regularly on the podcast and the lack of them in recent years. Mm. But uh, we've certainly had some amazing, entertaining wingers over the last 40 years. And just to recap, this is the last 40 years. It's from 1983 onwards. Uh, And if you've put a certain player at number one, that person gets five points. If you put them at number five, they get one point. And then I've tallied them all up and we'll go through the scores at the end. But we're going to go to um, Matt, first of all. And your number five is also number five for Stuart. And he, and he's my number three. And it was his birthday the other day. And it's Smudge. Dave Smith. Hundred and hundred and seventeen appearances, fourteen goals. His first goal, Barry, I put up on Twitter the other day, where it was a a long ball forward from Newman to Gavin. He sets it off, and the pace that Dave yeah. Smith had to get to get up with the defender, tap it around the keeper, and slot it in will live long in my memory. So, uh, your thoughts, Matt, on Dave Smith? Do you know the bit that lives long for me on that one, Patch, as well, is how he gets scythed down as he's finishing it. Yeah. Um, and then sort of gets up. But yeah, Smudger Smith, I think there'll, there'll be a partner in here as well from the opposite flank, I'm sure. Yeah. Certainly in my top five. But <laughs> I think a- any of sort of mine and Stu's era, the two came as a pair almost. It was that that side with, um, you know, the forwards of Robbie Turner, Bob Taylor, and, and you had Smudger Smith on the left. And I'll leave the right hand side till we talk about it. But yeah, I mean, I remember Dave Smith. I think we signed him from Gillingham, and he mm. he he, he absolutely roasted us the, in the season before. Um, should have had a penalty where he was side down, but which was just frightening pace, yeah. and could cross the ball at pace as well. Um, probably the the thing that not I was going to say let him down. I didn't. I don't mean let him down in that way, but he he didn't have much of a an outgoing personality. So you never really saw or heard from him very much. I, I honestly couldn't tell you what he sounded like, um, <laughs> but what a player, you know, as I say, you, you, you a, a really traditional winger in terms of push the ball and go, you know, he didn't, he didn't have a Walshy shuffle. I mean, he actually did have a bit of a, a trick, but not, not to that extent. It was all about pace, getting to the byline, putting the cross in and the center forwards would do the rest. So yeah, just, just as I say, Pat, when you talk about wingers, I think anybody from our era will always have Dave Smith in their top mm. five. And Stuart, interestingly enough, he didn't actually start playing in the Football League until the age of 26. So uh, <laughs> he came into the Football League quite late, but uh, certainly got me off my seat. And well, when he signed for, for Bristol City, I was eight. Um, and he was one of my favourite players alongside yeah. the previous winger, um, who we'll come on to shortly. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on your number five also. Yeah, we're going to talk about the previous winger who I loved and possibly might be one in mine, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so I was already at a bit of a downer on him because he wasn't the previous winger who was brilliant. But you you spoke cor- correctly there because he's one of the sort of rare wingers who you would you would 
pass the ball, play the ball past somebody and then run onto it to, I mean, himself because he was, had such electrifying pace. It was fantastic. And obviously in those days, the rivalry was incredible with the gas and his huh, battles with Alexander, <laughs> who was a disgrace at right back, <laughs> a disgrace at right back yeah. against Dave Smith. But it was an incredible, incredibly exciting he just yeah. to scythe him down. Uh, Smith was incredibly exciting. Sometimes, I suppose with a lot of wingers, his final ball may not have been the best, but he was just so exciting. He just got the ball to him and he used to run. And he used to run with incredible speed. And he was fantastic. I, I lo- it, it, That summed up really how exciting that particular team was. It is bad because I do feel about, whenever I come onto this, I'm almost... I'm stuck in time in like 89, 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I'm just, that's where I just am at all times. But he was a really thrilling winger on the left-hand side and um, some great battles. And I thought he was brilliant. I really, and I'm glad Pat, you said he was exciting, one of your favorite, favorite players, because I think excitement, that was great. There was a, a, yeah. a murmur when he got the ball, get the ball to him and you knew what he was going to do. Yeah. Play it past the fullback and leg it. As a, as a, a boy of eight or nine or whatever, you would go along and you'd want to be entertained. Otherwise you start wanting to go and get a pasty or get some fish and chip crisps from down in the front of the dolman or something like that. Um, And that was exactly what he was. Uh, So there was a, there was a game, uh, the first game of the 1990-91 season home to Blackburn. Yep. And uh, I watched the video the other day because someone mentioned it. 4-2, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 4-2. And he, the way that he latched onto a ball where he just Literally, you know, sped down the down the left hand side, uh, took a couple of touches, whipped it in. Nicky Morgan met met it superbly with a header, um, and to get a four two win on the first day of the season is always going to make you buoyant and think uh, you're uh, going yeah, up against a good Blackburn side as well. Mm, they yeah. were a good good side, but it's funny, Stu, sort of referencing that 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 era that team. You know, we were talking you're talking third division equivalent yeah. now. And actually, that team stands up against almost any Bristol City team because of the style of football that we played. And yet, it was a third division. And, you know, you, you hear a lot of talk these days about the third division, as in the yeah. first division now, being a really poor standard and the football yeah. being rubbish. But that era was just unbelievable. It was so exciting. And and large reasons being players like Dave Smith. Well, people, look Jordan Jordan yeah. Sorry, people look down their noses. Sorry, people look down their noses. Don't they? Four four two is there absolutely four four two is absolutely yeah. in the arc. Yeah. Four four two was absolutely <laughs> Mike, Mike Bassett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. did, did Joe Jordan sign in patch? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he was yeah. definitely manager. I think that season. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. So that's your number five. That's uh, both of your number fives, and Dave Smith was my number three. So we're going to come now to my number five, and that is a player who played 221 times for Bristol City, scored 23 goals, Junior Bent. So uh, Junior Bent uh, featured in Bristol City's side for so many seasons. I was absolutely devastated when he left um, because I just thought he'd always be there. And the stories that he told me on Robins Reunited and his run-ins with Buster Footman, the character that Junior Bent was, as well as um, unpredictable, I think we'll say about about Junior, uh, the the number of times he got into goal scoring opportunities and didn't convert, but he got there, he created it, and 
watching back on uh, on highlights and things like that, he did, still did score some great goals, set up some great mm. opportunities that, that Wayne Allison or someone would, would put over the line. He was involved in that famous Liverpool game where he, quite frankly, tore them to shreds um, in both games from memory. But yeah, Three he, games. I think yeah. he... he um, I think he probably missed missed one or two opportunities in that as well. But uh, again, for excitement, uh, there was a, a memory that I've just come to me of Bob Taylor launching the ball up to him at Swindon, I think it was, mm. and uh, him running after that ball. And we did a poll on our Twitter the other day as mm. who's the fastest ever Bristol City player. And it was out of Junior Bent, Scott Murray, Ivan Sproul and Dave Smith. And uh, Ivan Sproul won. Yep. Uh, but I think Junior was second, I think. Let me have a look. Ivan Sproul, we had 286 votes. Ivan Sproul, 57. Junior Bent, 22. Dave Smith, 12. Scott Murray, 9%. So uh, what, what an in, exciting player, though, Matt. He's not in my top five, is he? He's not in your top five. No, and do you know what? <clears throat> I think it's because I remember Junior more for the misses <laughs> and and the, the sort of that element to it, then I do the, the kind of positive elements. And that's, that's, that sounds a bit negative because he was a massive part of that Jack and cup game at Leicester that, that, you know, Jackie gets all the course, orders, yeah. but, but junior was a massive part of that game, but the Liverpool game, um, junior should have walked away with two match balls. You know, he was that, those, that many, those, sorry, so many opportunities created that he just didn't finish it. Probably, tainted my view a little bit of him in comparison with the others but great servant love lovely lovely lad um and yeah i can i can see why as a slightly younger generation um he's in yours but yeah he would probably have been in would have been in my top 10 for sure because of the entertainment and that speed but yeah I, i remember him more for his misses unfortunately Stuart, your thoughts on junior bent yeah i don't think he was in mine either to be honest with you um he wasn't Although I got a horrible thing, I might have completely forgotten Scott Murray as well, <laughs> which is laughable when you think about. It, which is obviously totally wrong. But anyway, yeah. now if if he was if he was able to finish and had finished, I don't know half the chances he'd made, he probably wouldn't have been playing for us because if oh, he'd been, right. if he'd been able to finish, he'd been one of the most damaging players you could imagine. When we did um, this program. Similar program last year, looking at the Liverpool game, yeah. and I look back at the highlights. I had a good look at the highlights of that. I just couldn't believe how good he was, and also how bad he was in terms of finishing. I mean, not just good chances, unbelievable chances. Yes, yeah, and in rather right, than yeah. Brian Tinian's day, it could easily have been his day because yeah. he absolutely tore Liverpool, decent Liverpool side to shreds. Or Glenn and he Penny did Fathers. have that. In him. Yeah, he had that in him, but he also unfortunately had. <laughs> Some poor performances as well, but that's a classic winger. But I didn't quite realize, to be honest, that he played that many games. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize he played that many games. What a great servant! And um, yeah, and I feel bad now that he's not in the top five. But it's, you know, it's fact, funny. On, Go on. Pat, on, sorry. I was going to say on on this list of people that made the table, yeah. he's the fourth highest appearances. Is he? Yeah, really. It's it's funny, sort of Stu saying that about um, the tins goal and stuff, but it just shows those moments in time and what a difference it can make to your life, to, you know, your, your, the way that you're viewed. Cause had he scored the winner at Anfield, you know, he yeah. would have had a degree of 
the same reverence that, that Tins has got, you know, and, and it didn't quite work out for him. Same, as I say, at the Leicester game, you know, Jackie took all the plaudits, but actually Junior <laughs> was superb that day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I guess of those appearances, perhaps probably towards the end, there were a fair few that may have been sub appearances and stuff, but he was one of those lads that obviously, I don't I don't know how tall he was. I mean, I don't think he could have been much taller than Jay De Silva. You know, he, he was quite a small yeah. lad, but when he, when he got motoring, it was a little bit like Speedy Gonzalez for all yeah. those that can remember the cartoon because his legs were going at 100 miles an hour and you, you actually wondered how he got anywhere near controlling oh. the ball because it was so quick. But yeah, yeah, yeah what uh, a some, And some of his goals, if you look back at his goals, um, if you go on actually YouTube and type Junior Bent goals, I'm sure I did mm. a montage yeah. um, of, for him and Wayne Allison and there's some absolute crackers. You don't want to type the wrong well. thing there. Either, and I actually, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he's, he actually has scored the quickest ever goal at Ashton Gate. I think he did. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Might have even been the first day of the season. Can't remember. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay, right. Let's come to your number four then, Stuart. And that is the bloke on the other side, Mark Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark Gavin. Um totally different to um to Smith, which which made them a really effective pairing um yeah. if i mean it's still it's obviously it's available on youtube the chelsea game he was he was terrific in that and scored late on really good finish um he was playing for bolton when we beat bolton in the Freight rover in yep. 86 uh, he was playing then and again he was a classic winger um i think he was a uh, listening to some uh, your former programs patch i think his teammates found him quite difficult in terms of yeah, being a, bit, right, of a yeah. bit a bit of a pain should we say a bit mouthy and a bit of a you know he was full of whereas david smith i don't think was yeah, but i thought he was really i thought he was really good i thought he and he thought he he was a constant threat he was a constant threat he was a he took on players used to beat players quite well go on the outside not a bad crosser of the ball did have a goal in him and he, he was a key if we're talking about dave smith and how good he was in that season 89 90 Gavin was excellent as well on the right hand side, and they did come. I think they came. They come as a pair, if you like. I yeah. liked him. I thought he was really good at that level. Yeah, Matt. Why did he leave and come back? Do we know? I can't remember, mate. I can't remember if it was a um, a we went to thing. Watford. We went to went Watford. To Watford. Oh, he we went to Watford, and I think we had Wayne Allison in That's part right. exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and then came back. But like Stu said, very, very different to, to um, Dave Smith. He was much more of a a tricky come inside yeah. not not really more technical yeah more technical not not a kind of um an Elias and step over step over step over but yeah. he just used to drop a shoulder and would make a, a move in I, I you know I, I look at that green hierite shirt that we had the sort of greeny yellowy line one and I see Mark Gavin in it <laughs> I see Mark Gavin in the Nottingham Forest game yeah um he was just a a, a top top winger would get the ball in, would score some important goals as well. Um, really important goals. But yeah, just, again, it's the romanticism because you, you remember him as a pair, but he was a, a very, very tricky winger. I mean, as you say, came back and I'm pretty sure he went to Exeter a couple of times as well. Mm. Um, sort of so he stayed this neck of the woods, but... Yeah, he went um, to Exeter from City, then, yeah. then on to Scunthorpe. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he went back to Exeter... But he just just a, um, a a really really good traditional 
probably more of an outside right or whatever he used yeah. to call him way back in the day because mm. um, he wasn't necessarily a byline. He would get to the byline and no. put it in, but he'd also come inside and, and whip crosses in. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely no surprise that Bob Taylor scored the goals he scored when he was getting the delivery that he was getting from, from both sides of the pitch. Yeah. Right, pop quiz then. Uh, both A number from both of you, appearances from Mark Gavin. Mm-hmm. When did he leave? 92? No. Uh, 94, I think. I'm going to go 175. Okay. Stuart? Um, 132. Stuart, it's a bit closer. 146. Uh, nine goals for Mark Gavin. Obviously, we haven't got the stats on assists. Um, but, yeah. Very good. Again, exciting player to watch. Yeah. You're not, right. you're not having him then. You're not having him. No, he's not in your. Is he? Is he in my top? No. I don't think he is. No, mm-hmm. he's not. See, that's so strange, Patch. Because honestly, anybody genuinely, I genuinely think anybody who had Smudger Smith <laughs> would automatically have gone Mark Gavin. I bet yeah. if you look, yeah, if but you, you looked know what? at that, I'm left. I'm left footed. Oh, there you go then. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, and we'll come on to the rest of my top five. And if Junior Bent's in there. Then um, yeah, yeah. Penny, Mark Penny Gavin's better not be because he never played left wing. No, he's not. Not in this one. That's uh, that's for another podcast, right? Yeah. So let's go back up to you then, Matt. Yeah. And your number four uh, is a player who played 136 games for Bristol City, 17 goals. On a list, on a small list of players who is still now loved by Bristol City play. Bristol City fans when we go and watch him play and when he comes back to Ashton Gate. Any guesses? Um, yes, Albert. Correct. Yeah. Tell um, us about Albert Adoma. Just played football with the best attitude. Um, and then, you, as you say, when he's subsequently gone elsewhere, the the love that he still had for Bristol City and the, the affection he's shown us has been rewarded in in you know in bucket loads back to him. But just a very, very good player, technically very good. I think we signed him from Barnet, if I'm right. Yeah. Um so sort of a, a bit of a step up, but trickery, pace. Did you say 17 goals? Uh yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I'd I'd have thought he'd scored more than that actually, but then um he probably was only with us for a couple of years. And one of those was probably a relegation year, thinking about Three it. Three seasons. Yeah. And one was a relegation season, possibly. Looks like it, yeah. Um, but I remember I remember being at Bristol Airport um, and he was going up to Middlesbrough and he was flying to Newcastle. Um, and it had been all in the papers that Middlesbrough were interested in him. In, so he was in the departure lane and I just went over to him and said, look, I'm not, you know, I don't, don't want to embarrass myself or, or make it awkward for you. But I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much. And if you are on your way to, to Newcastle, to Middlesbrough now, wish you all the very best. You know, you've been such a great sort of servant and someone I've loved watching. Oh, and, he, and he was so lovely and sort of said, you know, it's one of those things is about kind of moving on. Um, it was the opportunity, but how he loved his time here. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure I've heard subsequently that he was due to come back and was all set. Mm. And and so say was that Steve Lansdowne 
put a block on it because he didn't necessarily want players returning. Okay. Um, I don't know how true that is, but but apparently, yeah, Albert was due to come back. But from a football point of view, Patchy had everything. He was quick, could cross the ball, could finish, but was also had the trickery as well. And it was no surprise he's, he's gone on to play an awful lot of games for a lot of very, very good clubs. Very good clubs. So um, played, played it with the absolute right attitude. Always a smile on his face. Um, yeah, real fan's favourite. And talking to Kits, he's the one I see in that really bright yellow kit <laughs> that we had. It's his face that I see when I look at that kit. Yeah, so he's my number four as well. Uh, for yeah. all, of, all of those reasons, Matt, exactly the same. The way that he played football with a smile on his face uh, was a team player, not just in yeah. it for himself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the number the number of uh, moves, the number of jinx inside, and I still like watching his Twitter account where he he always wears a random shirt from one of his clubs and sort of does tricks in his home and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and and I was up until like probably last season, I was still hopeful that one day he would yeah. return. Just as, just because of that association that he's got with Bristol City, but uh, the, the teams that he's gone on to play for and the teams that he played for before, I wonder if they feel that same amount of connection with him. I don't know. Be interesting to to ask some. Oh of them. yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I've seen footage of him going back to Middlesbrough, um, and obviously QPR is is his home club, isn't it? It's his hometown club. Um, so he's 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 very very popular there, but. Um, it's funny, Patch, as well. He's a player that's never done really well against us, mm. and I think that's part of it. And and actually, last season he did us a favour, didn't he? Trying to do a, a bicycle kick in the six-yard <laughs> box that that led to uh, Cam smashing the ball across in uh, yeah. Mark Sykes scoring, didn't he? But yeah, just a, a really lovely, lovely man, lovely player. There's a picture I'm just going to show you on the screen of him pouring two bottles of water into his ears and the water coming out of his mouth whilst, <laughs> whilst it training. I mean, that just uh, sums yeah. it all up, Stu, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Great character. Um, and you're right, he did well for us. And it's quite rare, isn't it, after three seasons that a player who goes to three or four other clubs comes back and is absolutely still adored by, mm. by City fans. But you think, you know... He played getting on for 150 times for Middlesbrough, and you forget for Villa, he was really good for Villa. Forgot for, about Villa, yeah, yeah, three, uh, three seasons. Um, and he's obviously ending up at QPR, so he had a really, really good career after, yeah, after leaving us. Um, and I think he's fantastic. I, I thought he was yeah. a really good player, and also such a nice bloke. And you're right, I think there was a time very recently where there was a possibility of him coming back. Shame it didn't happen, but I suppose you don't want to, you don't want to sully the sort of memories, do you? Yeah. Okay. Right. So um, we'll go back up to Matt. So Matt's number three was Mark Gavin. Okay, My yep. number three was Dave Smith. Your number four, Stu, was Mark Gavin. We'll come to your number three then, Stu. And okay. up until three weeks ago, we thought he was coming back. Um, and uh, that was, as I understand it, almost over the line. And, and it didn't happen. But uh, Joe Bryan is down for you as your number three. And we've already spoken about him in, in the fullbacks yeah. podcast as well. In that one, he finished third. So you've classed him as a winger. I think I might, might put him in both. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, we'll talk about him again now anyway. Yeah. Your, your your thoughts on Joe Bryan? Well, I, I'm certain he's coming back. I'm certain he's coming back. Maybe when I sent you this, he was coming back. And now if I was sending it now, I probably wouldn't put him in it. But no, it 
it was but Junior Benton instead. Exactly. <laughs> fantastic player. Brilliant player. Um, great for us. Such a way. I mean, I think he would have been great in that position if he'd rejoined. It would have been fantastic. Um, of all the games that he played so well in and he scored some crucial goals as well, I don't think anyone's ever, ever, ever going to forget the United game in the, in the Carabao Cup because that was... Even though we all obviously love the Corey Smith moment, it was such a fantastic goal that Joe scored. It really Champions was Champions League quality was, goal, wasn't it? It was so fantastic. Um, it, you know, what a special moment. Yeah. And I'm so glad that he's gone on to have a good career. I actually, I've seen him play well at Old Trafford a few times, actually. He when scored he at Old Trafford, I think, surely. He did. Yeah. Um, yeah, had him and Bobby Reed doing well in that. Did in you that jump game. up and celebrate that goal? I, I was professional, mate. I was professional. <laughs> um, he, I mean, he's brilliant. I wish he was playing. I wish he was coming back to us. Um, it's obviously he's you know had an experience of of playing in, in France as well. I'm not sure what's going to happen to him now. Um, did really well with Fulham, uh, a homegrown product, which I think always makes a bit of a difference. And he was a brilliant player. Brilliant player. And uh, the great thing about him is, yeah, he could play left wing, obviously left back. I think he could even have slotted into sort of midfield. So I think he's a, a multifunctional player as well. And I think he's absolutely one of the best we've produced. Brilliant. Yeah. You, no, you seem agree. claim that midfield slot patch, didn't you? Yeah. 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 I, th- I thought he might. I thought that was where he might, might end up. It's, it's a strange one. I'd, I'd love to know the, the real sort of inside mm. story on it because, um, I know I know for a fact Bristol Live wouldn't have published what it published that you mm. know it was a done deal if they weren't fully fully under the impression that that was the case. Yeah. Um so some some things obviously changed. I hope didn't the same happen when he was signed for Fulham. Yeah, yeah, he was he was on the way to Villa. <laughs> Villa. He was on yeah. the way to Villa, wasn't he? In fact, I've got a feeling, I don't know how true it is, but there was even footage of him in a Villa shirt. Um but <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's got to that extent. I. I really, really hope it's not a Cardiff situation. I don't think it can be because I'm sure I've read that they've got an embargo anyway, um, because of the the um, Salah Salah situation. Yeah, um, but I also hope he doesn't go to Ipswich. I really would hate oh, to he, see. That surely smug... he'll be going abroad. I hope so. I really hope he doesn't go to Ipswich and seeing that smug bloke. Parading him around as a fabulous human, and that would really do my boxing. It really would. <laughs> so yeah, Joe, come in. Can you do the? Can you do the accent as well? <laughs> club, club. Yeah, the club. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah, just for the record, he's still welcome uh, to turn around and say he is coming back. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah. And, and and Joe Bryan's one of those, and and Bobby Reed should have absolutely been afforded the same. That you don't you don't boo Joe Bryan, you don't boo Bobby Reed. Um, irrespective of where they went, why they went, or what have you, what they did for us. And like Stu said, that Man United goal was unbelievable. But I can see the same one with the Rovers goal that he walks onto, mm. right-footed curler, the Swindon, Swindon goal, which you just think, how's he, how's he reversed it like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, just just a really, really, really good player, Joe Bryan. Okay. Uh, Shirt, come to you. Your number two uh, was in the midfield table in fourth position and that's Brian Tinian. So you've got him down um in the wing spot, as have a number of other people. So Brian Tinian, five hundred and forty seven yeah. appearances, forty three goals. I didn't mention Joe Bryan, two hundred and thirty appearances, twenty goals, but yeah, tins. It was it was a really difficult one that because 
was he a midfielder? I, He's a left, obviously so left-footed. I feel, I feel he's left. I think he, when he came, when he came to start with, he was more, yeah. on the left. More, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, like left, left midfield and left back. So he yeah. always had like a pairing with Brennan, yeah. Bell, uh, yeah. Scotty, etc. I think something we've probably spoken about on <laughs> on this podcast a few times has been the delivery from set pieces that we see yeah. uh, Ashton Gate, and uh, sometimes it's not brilliant. His delivery was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Not just set pieces, but in general play. Brilliant player. We've already been through it, obviously, on, on here. We all know. We all know. I had to get him in somewhere. Um, I feel I might have missed out Scott Murray, which I feel <laughs> awful about. And that's a terrible mistake and an honest error. But, yeah, Brian Tinian, brilliant. One of the best. One of our very best. And as you guys know very well, better than anybody, a great bloke as well. And so good that he's involved with the club. Yeah, so fantastic. important a role in the club. So yeah, great player. I, I I'll put him in every top five we have. Yeah. Okay. So um, my I haven't got Brian Tinian um, in there because he was in my in my midfield. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Matt, we'll come to you next. And your number two, your number two is a man who uh, scored ninety nine goals for Bristol City. Walsh. Uh. And uh, one Alan in the Walsh. one Alan in the Walsh. Gloucester Cup, but uh, that's not included. Ninety nine goals, yep. two hundred eighty seven appearances. A nicer man you wouldn't meet, and uh, yeah, he's your number two. We say that about a lot of those former players, don't we? But it, you know, it really is true with all of them. <laughs> and Walshy just is such a gentleman. Had the privilege of um, the the one to sort of you know the, the show that he did for you. Um, and selected number of sort of the audience with the audience with that was the wording I was trying to find sorry yeah, I'm tired yeah. but yeah just just a really really humble man there there's absolutely no airs and graces about him whatsoever love the club I mean as a player the Walshy shuffle again from from my era we all we all knew it um I don't I'm sure it probably was something that other wingers had done in the past but with Walsh, it felt like it was the first time that anybody had done that. Um, again, little moments, the not as far as striking the post, what a difference that could have made. That didn't um, do him any harm, did it? Never, no, no, never, never did him any harm. I always felt with Walsh. I mean, we got him for, and again, it's, it shows that when you know someone that we signed in, what, 84, something yep. like that, um, for 18,000 from Darlington. On a tribunal. Yeah, tribunal. Um it kind of shows again when you can remember that far back and you remember how we signed him in that kind of speaks volumes as, as what he meant to Bristol city fans of, of kind of my age. Um, I've, it would be remiss of me not to call it out, but um, Deborah Stevens, a, a um, girl I went to school with that I used to go to football with Deb absolutely loved Walshie. He was a, I mean, he's even now she, you know, her favorite player of all time. Um, but, you know, he had, he had a shot on him. I'm sure, Again, you, you sort of romanticise and remember, but I'm sure his shot was measured as to how powerful it was. And they did a thing on local TV or radio to just see how, how fast it was. He used to score free kicks where we just drive the ball through the wall. I've you know seen the, the goals that you've put up, Patch, before on, on Twitter. Left foot, right foot. Um, not too many headers, if any, that I can recall. Maybe the odd one. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, but just a, a really, really good winger and absolutely not not blessed with pace, not slow, 
but not a smudger or turn of pace. Yeah, a Scotty Murray. But it was because of that shuffle, defenders would go one way, and it was enough to give him the, enough sort of to get past them and to put the ball in. And his crossing ability was second to none. He was just fantastic. And I, I remember um, at work walking out on a lunchtime, and there was I used to work in Castlemead. So I'd walk across Castle Park and where the old Argos building was, there was a little news agents next door. I remember buying the Evening Post and seeing on the back that he was going to Besiktas. And I was devastated mm. and thought, why Why would you go? You're on 99 goals. Surely you want to get to 100 goals. Um, but it was the old Coventry manager, whose name's gone out of my Mill, mind. Gordon Mill. Mitt, Gordon Mill. He knew him, took him there. And, you know, you sort of think, now you wouldn't think anything of it. But in those days, it was quite strange to see mm. him, an, an English player, going to Turkey. So, you know, he and he's got great stories about oh, that. Oh, he's as got well. some brilliant stories, hasn't he, about it? But just, just, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast when we talk about favourites because a lot of us talk, talk about, a lot, full stop. But, but the personalities and stuff. But <laughs> Walshy was just a top, top player, a top, top player. Yeah. Um, and obviously went on to be an assistant um, for us at a, a bit of a double agent spell at the gas. Um, it was a massive part of our academy as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Brought brought through, you know, and, and the, the thing with him as well. The thing with him as well, Patrick. I don't, I don't make light of the former player side of things, but Alan Walsh is someone that fans, young and old, when they see him when he's walking around, and he has time for absolutely everybody. And what I love about him as well, you know, he's one of those blokes that, as you know, when I'm walking through to the Heineken or whatever, Walsh is holding the door open for me, and I'm like, <laughs> "Go on, Alan, after you." No, no, go on, Matt. There you go, and I'm like. No, no, you're Alan Walsh. Like, <laughs> you carry on. I'll carry your bags, mate. You carry on. But no, he's just, just a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Yeah. Um, so he is my number one. Um, and he is the reason I fell in love with Bristol City without getting too emotional about it all. But um, yeah, watching back on the highlights as well, you know, some of some of the there's some goals in in cuts inside and just unleashes it. And that was actually, I think it might have even been his right foot, that one as well. But yeah, able to able to play with his left foot, right foot, obviously more predominantly left foot. And the power, as we've already discussed, that he got behind his shots. Um, talk about entertainment and yeah. some of the wingers that we've already spoken about. He was the first winger for me and the person that, as I said, uh, made me fall in love with the club. And yeah, I, you've said it all, Matt. Absolute honor to have spent time with him um and that first time i met him um in a in a pub in bath that's the first time i've really been nervous about speaking to someone yeah because it was alan walsh uh and yeah that doesn't happen to me very often he's, so, he's just he's he's got that about him and, and and as i say we're of an age where he was a hero of ours yeah. so you have that but he immediately immediately puts you at ease, doesn't he? He's yeah. just so, as I say, so down to earth, so down to earth. So his five seasons, 84, 26 goals, 85, 21 goals, 86, 21 goals, and then 87, 15, 88, 16 goals. Yeah. Appearances, 55, 56, 58, 54, 64. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not got he, injured there once, has he? In that five years, I, I was there a lot, and he was Bristol City to me at that yeah, time. He was, I, yeah. I loved the guy. He was absolutely brilliant player. Yeah. If he actually had had pace, I don't think he'd have been playing for us again. No, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He was yeah. absolutely, he was exceptional. 
And I think it's a real shame that he left just as we had one of our great, great seasons. This yeah. was a shame. He's he was really brilliant. Loved the guy. And the fact that you mentioned that Forrest hitting the post, I've gone down from eight to a four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can still see it stuck on the line. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was that, that. How things would have changed. That's yeah. a really good point. The really good point. If you throw him to that 89 90, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, 89 90 season. And then the following he, seasons as he, well. Really. I mean, he, he played with Bob Taylor for a bit, didn't he? Yes. Um, I'm yeah. Sure, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I've seen footage of it. But yeah, it just, you know, like like Stu was saying there, if, he had, if he'd had the pace. But you also look at it and think, you know, he's, he's at Darlington. You had the, the Northeast clubs out there, the Newcastles, et cetera, Sunderland, Middlesbrough. And yet we pick him up. And yeah. I don't I don't recall, and, and the, obviously the... We didn't have social media then, so you, you were very reliant on the radio or on, on um, Bristol Evening Post, as it was at the time. But I don't recall there being a lot of noise about transfer clubs coming yeah. in for him. You know, even when he was in his pomp, you never yeah. really saw anything about him going elsewhere. And I think in today's game, he would be being talked about all over the place from a Prem point of view because he, he was that, you know, you've seen lots of players go up now from... The, the, the current first division that, that will go up to sort of top end championship into the, the Prem. Walsh would absolutely have done that. He was a, a player before his time, really. And he's your number one as well, Stu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, he was he was brilliant. I love the guy. I really do. And he, he was brilliant. And the Walshy shuffle, which is actually it's not that it's not like a Ronaldo trick, is it? But for some, whatever reason, it completely bamboozled yeah. every fullback. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. He knew it was coming as well. He knew it was coming. The fullback knew it was coming. Yeah. Everyone knew it was coming, and they couldn't cope with it. It was brilliant. He should yeah. have trademarked that, really, shouldn't he? Yeah, Walshy shuffle, absolutely. Yeah. Right then, so uh, Matt, your number one uh, yeah. is the Flying Scotsman. Yep, four hundred and twenty-six. He's my number two. Yep. Yeah. 426 appearances, 91 goals. He got lost uh, on the motorway at Reading for a few months, but certainly came back quite quickly and uh, still involved with the club. Now we've just celebrated 25 years of, of the man and next, next year he turns 50. <laughs> That's crazy. So, uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, what, what, what do you say about Scott Murray? I mean, I know he's a, a friend of yours as well, Patch. Um, was incredible for us. Um, <clears throat> again, little things you remember. I remember going to Port Vale away because it was his first game back after he came back to us from Reading. Um, and so many fans were there that day, purely and simply because Scotty Murray had re-signed. Um, never quite had the impact after re-signing that he'd had beforehand. Yeah. Um, but still, obviously, went on and played an awful lot of games. But just one of those players that, again, you talked about pace, but Scott Murray was a... a, a un, and this is probably where the difference with Junior Ben. When Scott was clear of the defence, you fancied Scott to score. You, you'd almost put your house on him scoring. You, you knew that when he was away from that last defender, Scotty was going to score. And he, he scored some unbelievable goals. I mean... The goal against Middlesbrough in the cup where he lobbed Mark Schwarzer yeah. from um, you know, what felt for what felt like out on the touchline, but yeah, not quite. But so many goals where Tins found him, he'd make the diag and would take the ball on the run. Obviously, the Cardiff, the two goals at Cardiff, the iconic um, you know, cupping his his hand to his ear, running down the the, the touchline. Um 
so as as a player, fabulous. I don't I don't think he necessarily wanted to leave when he did. I think that was more of a club um, transfer sort of fee decision. But came back and and obviously you, you know you look at what he's like now. And again, I've had the pleasure of sort of going out to the HPC. Um, and what what I love about Scott Murray is Scott Murray is the same whether he's talking to any kind of celebrity you'd like to mention, and Scotty will have known a fair few to you know a young fan i've seen him in the 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 dryer room at the high performance center cracking jokes with the ladies that he's working with he drives all sorts of hours to you know obviously for for away games and stuff with matty parsons just a, a tremendous tremendous bloke so much again that he does from a charity point of view charity football um you know obviously you played five or seven in patch you never get the ball off the bloke do you but just, just a wonderful, wonderful ambassador, and and he really is an ambassador for Bristol City, um, and I'd love to see him stay here, you know, until he's in his you know seventies and eighties, and be that kind of the Ray Kendall of Bristol Rovers, you know, where he, he goes on and on and on, but just a a fabulous player, scored so many, so many good goals. Um, yeah, well, brilliant. that um, that two thousand and two, two thousand and three season, he scored twenty six goals. Mm. Yeah, um, and that's obviously you know when he left after that season. Um, and as a winger, though, Patch, as well, he's not, it wasn't a winger who got converted to play down the middle no. or that uh, was coming from the touchline and coming in. And yeah, brilliant. Well, that's that season, just looking at the other goal scorers uh, to see who would have been um, up front. So Lee Peacock, Christian Roberts yeah. were the main two strikers by the looks of it. Lee Rolita chips in with a few. Um, but yeah, a really good team. We finished third that season. Uh, yeah. Oh, and we won the. That's the the year we won the 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 LDV. LDV Carlisle yeah. at yeah. Uh, at the Millennium Stadium. So, yeah, a, a fantastic season. But yeah, you've you've said it there, Matt. It, it's um certainly someone that gets you off your seat even now at an away game, kicking <laughs> the ball into the crowd. Uh, but he scored a number or oh, eight ninety one goals, all probably quite different but the the image of him getting the ball from tins and cutting him from the from the right hand side onto his left or onto his right and just blasting the ball towards goal with such pace and power that's one thing that i, I you, know, you mentioned sort of playing five aside that's the one thing that i could not believe how hard he still hits the ball now so mm. if you add a bit more onto that and some uh of how hard he could hit that ball uh, it's just phenomenal and yeah. must have been an absolute nightmare to mark Scott Murray. Um, so I felt sorry for a lot of the, a lot of the left backs uh, that he played against and goalkeepers. Yeah. But there's yes. Yeah, so, so many memories, too, too many, too many to mention, but um, yeah, he deserves, deserves to be in a, in a top five, Stuart, doesn't he? Yeah. I uh, obviously <laughs> made a huge error there. Can I, can I, can I delete Joe Bryant? <laughs> And then put him that and put him put move move and then put tins at three and, and it won't it, it won't affect the table. Don't worry. I, I feel bad because obviously it's just a mistake. Look, look, so we so we've all done this. We've all done yeah, this, yeah. and yeah. and there's there's players that we've all we've all missed. And uh, I, to be fair, I probably sent it to you and say, "Can you do this?" And you're, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, a, I, great we'll, great we'll let you um, we'll let you give your give your short tribute nonetheless. Well, just I mean. The great thing about it is you're talking about him turning 50 soon, but but there's a whole generation of fans now who see him as a guy 
as part of the backroom staff and guy mm. you know just belts and belts the ball into the crowd before the game and see it as a whole new generation of fans who probably don't know him so much as a player mm. and he's such a brilliant human being all the work he does the charity work is it's fantastic but as a player he was so exceptionally good i remember that that season so well i had a, a sort of a, a screensaver on my on my on, on my laptop of him after scoring a length of the field goal ashton game was brilliant and he was so good and that was a season where it's a, a shock if he hasn't scored. You know, that, yeah. that was, it was a surprise if he hasn't scored. He was so good. And it was heartbreaking when he left. Great when he came back. I'm so pleased that he's part of our club, despite the, all the different managers and players who come and go. And it's such a it's such a revolving door, modern football, if you like, of managers, players going. And he's always there, which is brilliant. And long may it continue because he's, he's such an important part of our club, I think. The fact you know, that he... Go on, Matt. I was going to say, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because again... With, with Scotty in the role that he does now. But we all grew up knowing Les Bardsley was the physio, knowing Alex Lockhart, knowing Buster, like Buster. we talked about. And and so Scotty having that kind of kit man and that role, I actually think that's that's really important from a football club point of view and a fan's point of view. Mm-hmm. You, I, I genuinely think you want to know the physio's name and you want to kind of, Feel all part of that. I know, obviously, Scott is not the physio, but as you say, the kit man kicking the ball into the crowd. That, yeah. I mean, I, I always panic. And there was one moment away at Watford a couple of seasons back where he ended up having a dance off with the Bertie B or whatever his name is. And Scottish strutting his moves in a competition with their mascot. And even something like that, Watford fans would now talk about Scott Murray, I remember the kit man for the city that used to do that. And it's it's that kind of thing. You need characters like Scott Murray yeah. in the game. You know, he's just just a fabulous, fabulous. Yeah. I know he did a Mark Ashton then, but he, he's just a top, <laughs> top, top, top man. You can't speak higher enough than him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I say, having been at the club since 1997. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wonder, Stu, from a, from a Premier League point of view, how many of those teams that maybe haven't been in the championship would have heard of Scott Murray? I know he played for Villa for a bit, but does that do icons of teams? Does that transcend? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. It's a shame, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's how many other clubs have got a Scott Murray? Yeah, probably well, that, not that, many. Not many. Not not obviously. As a player, probably a number have got a player who, who was yeah. really good for it. But yeah, a guy who's still at the club now. And still a big part of the club and what he does for the community is brilliant. I think he's a unique, quite a unique figure. Really. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It really is a unique figure. It's, it's funny. With the, Stu, Stu talked about the Liverpool game earlier on. Scotty tells the tale, doesn't yeah. he? That, that tin, tins cost him a move to Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Graham Souness was all set to sign yeah, him yeah. in and got the sack got on the sack. back of the, uh, yeah. the, the City result, didn't he? So, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so that brings us to the end of our uh selection so just to recap matt's matt's top five dave smith albert adoma mark gavin alan walsh scott murray mine was junior bent albert adoma dave smith scott murray alan walsh and stewart's dave smith mark gavin joe brian brian Tinney, alan walsh <laughs> <laughs> so how does that look in terms of the table right so from the bottom up we've got uh 16 players uh, so uh, Josh Brownhill is at the oh. uh, is in here. Yeah, um, he did, did play, a, played that wide right role a wide for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Role, mm. um, and we've mentioned him already. Uh, someone who's who's just above him, and 
this is probably down to the fact that I guess he's recent and made 95 appearances. So there's nothing to be shouted at. And seven goals. Nick Eliasson. Oh, yeah. So Nick Eliasson is, is the most recent winger of any note that I think we've had. Would that be fair, Matt? Yeah, yeah, he's he's the one that you you often reference. I I always find with with Nick, um, slightly frustrating that that he didn't do more really, um, because he absolutely had the capability, but then to the same extent was was never really a permanent fixture. He, he Nicolaisen strikes me as someone that needed to be told, you're in the team ten games, no matter no matter what happens, what sort of performance, you go out and show me what you can do. And you know he, he used to he some fabulous crosses, didn't he? Um, well, then, when he when he was in, in one season, he had the most assists, assists. in the whole of Europe yeah. or something yeah. stupid like that. Yeah, and then he wasn't being played. I just yeah. could not get it. No, it was Lee, Lee Johnson for you, wasn't it? Couldn't so, yeah. understand that at all. But yeah. a hell of a player had a bit of a Walshy shuffle, um, and he's done well at uh, where is he now? But he won the league. He's or... gone. He went to sort of a Greek side in Olympiakos or somewhere yeah. like that, didn't he? And then he's moved on again. I've noticed, and okay. I think I've seen that he's just recently had his first child. Yeah. I'm okay. sure I saw the footage, of, not footage of it, a, a tweet of it. Um, yeah, I didn't see the birthing video. So, um, he, but I think he, it, sh- it I shows. Think he's still well. at AEK Athens, by the looks of it. No, I th- I'm sure he's moved to Spain. Oh, I'm sure okay. he's moved to Spain, or maybe it was a loan move, or no one's or updated went, it on. Um, oh no, he went. He went to France and then moved to AEK Athens, didn't he? Oh yeah, he went to Nîmes. That's right. Yeah, and then yeah. he went to AEK Athens yeah. for, but for it's, it. But it two it, million euros. It shows again how we've done this based on our era and who we've seen and stuff. Yeah. Because Nick Eliasson gets nowhere near that top five, <laughs> no, does he? But no. that's not a reflection on the play. Whoever, you know, whatever fans have picked him. It, I, I just put a word in as well for Louis Donner for scoring against the gas. Just put yeah. him in the top five for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's in, he's yeah. in the, uh, the, on the sort of the subs bench of players oh, right. that didn't make, yeah. didn't make the list. Right. Um, but someone, <laughs> the next one is, Surely only in there for what he went on to do. Um, he's someone's voted for Yannick Balassi. No, not having that at all. So 25 appearances for City, one goal, but yeah. obviously it's uh, gone uh, on to be a well, higher. Who, 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 was that, who was that goal against? Good God news. Coventry. Oh, was it? Blimey. Yeah, okay. De- Derek McInnes in charge, and it was a, a vital, vital win that we got. Chris Wood scored as well. Um, I actually walked out with 10 minutes to go because I was too nervous and I was walking around Ashton um, and heard, heard a roar and it was a goal that I'd missed. Last oh. time I've ever done that, but yeah. God, but no, you admitted that. Yannick Balassi, as a Bristol City player, no. gets nowhere near the top five. And again, apologies to whoever put him in, but absolutely nowhere near. What, and I actually, I watched City play Gloucester City in the Gloucester Cup and a mate of mine's a Gloucester City fan. And we were sat there and Yannick Balassi was playing for City and, and he said to me, who's the lad there, the winger? And I said, oh, Yannick Balassi, lad, lad we signed. He went, I genuinely thought he was some sort of competition winner because he was that bad. He could not believe he played for Bristol City. Well, to be fair, it, it it's Northern Tom that uh, yeah. put him in and he's only got he's, 10 he's years a, to look at or something. Yeah, don't care. He had too many... <laughs> Tom, you had too many, too many Carlins that must night. must have had 50 Carlins that yeah. day. Yeah. Does Howard Pritchard make it anywhere? No, he's not made it. He'd be one that we talk about. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah. He's coming. Yeah. Actually, he's next. He's next. Is on he the list. Yeah. yeah, right. And he made exactly two hundred appearances, oh, thirty-one goals Jeez. for Howard Pritchard. Did he go and come back as well, Patch? Yes, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. He scored in the final, didn't he? 
He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, in that yeah. Bolton final, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Howard Pritchard. And so, so Howard Pritchard, Matt, obviously played in, this, in the same team as, as Alan Walsh. Would he yeah. have been uh, the Mark Gavin to the Dave Smith? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, he would have been. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, then we've got Junior Bent. Yep. Um, then we have Joe Bryan. Uh, then we come to the fastest ever player to to, to play for Bristol Sproul. City, yeah. Ivan Sproul. Um, and you know, there, I'm sure there were some faster players in the in the last sort of hundred hundred and twenty five years. Can you remember the game where Ivan Sproul seemed to run from our six yard box with the ball? Southampton. <laughs> yeah. I think the goalkeeper had come up for a corner or something. Yeah. And, and I think Southampton. Oh my god! I've been trying to find that goal on YouTube for ages, and it yeah. does not exist. Oh, so if be... anyone can find that goal, it was yeah. like the last last minute, obviously. Must must be somewhere, yeah. Um but my my memory of Ivan Sproul was when he made his debut yeah. and everyone where he signed him from, where was it signed him from? Hibs? Hibs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hibs. Yeah. And the 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 comment was City have signed this mega fast player. I couldn't yeah. wait to see him come on. And he ran onto the pitch. Faster than anything I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. He was a proper Billy Wiz, wasn't he? I actually I, I looked at a house. Um, there was a new housing estate being built in Long Ashton. And I went to look at a house and he was in the show home having <laughs> on his way, moving from Hibs and was, was looking to buy a house. And again, remember saying to him then, you know, best, best wishes, you know, when you sort of sign in again, lovely bloke. But I think my, my abiding memory of him is celebrating with Lee Trundle, that Crystal Palace goal when Trundle's <laughs> has given it the, oh, yeah. the heart movement is yeah, yeah. it sort of first with him, but. Yeah, oh, lightning fast, wasn't he? Yeah, no, fantastic. Right, eighth place. For me, and I didn't see Joe Royal's debut, for me, the best debut I've seen was the 27th of August, 1996, 5-0 at home to Luton Town. Greg Goodridge yeah. got yeah. two goals. And I just thought, my God, who is this man? And can he stay forever? Yeah, no, what a player. <laughs> what a what, player, Greg Goodridge, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right hand side, um, in a great team, you know. Powerful like... shot on him as well. I mean, he 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 was had pace, but could also do a step over and a trickery and had a really good powerful shot on him. Yeah. Yeah. 30, 38 appearances in 96, 97, and 36 the following season, 34, 26, 9, and 5. So his yeah. sort of career with City kind of did uh died out of it, yeah. 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 But absolutely deserves to be in there and yeah, he's obviously wasn't in any of our top fives, but he probably was just just outside mine. Yeah. Uh, right. The next one hasn't been mentioned yet. In seventh place, Luke Freeman. Right, so Luke, Luke right. Freeman, 121 appearances, 10 goals. Yeah. Uh, for me, not necessarily a winger, but mm. he must have played on. He's like a number ten, really, and he sort of a... yeah. Yeah, I no, I would see him as a wide player. Yeah. Yeah, right. I would see him as a wide player in, in in the mold of a kind of more of a tins type wide player, yeah. not that traditional winger. But yeah, yeah. But Scott, I mean, it was was it Ipswich he scored that fabulous volley against from yeah, outside the box, or oh, was that yeah. the one where he got sent off for kicking the bloke and the the chin sort of thing when he? But Matt, this off, but, the yeah. category of this top five is wingers. Yeah, yeah. Right. I I I see him wide. I do see him wide, Luke okay. Freeman. Okay. Um, memory of, of obviously the the double winning season. Yeah, what a fantastic team! What a fantastic kit! 
Yeah. Uh, I remember him scoring a good goal away at Yeovil as yeah. well. And I also remember him getting sent off at the start of a season for like a karate kick. That's karate what I'm saying, that one. Where, where it was, it, the, but it was oh, one where said, the, the ball dropped over his shoulder. And so he, yeah. he didn't kick the bloke deliberately. He was yeah. looking as the ball, but and the, the ref sent him off. I mean, yeah, it would it would be a sending off today in, in VAR, but... Yeah. Um, no, he was still a in fabulous the player. Still Premier League player patch next season. Blimey, Luton Town, didn't he? Luton, so, yeah, yeah. Fair play. Um, right, and then we're into sixth place. Mark Gavin. Yep. Yeah. Fifth place, Dave Smith. Fourth place, Albert Adoma. Third place, Brian Tinian. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he was also in the top five in the midfield. Where did yeah. he finish there? Fourth. Yeah. So uh, if if you if you winger voters would have given him and those into the midfield, then he might have been uh, top. But I'm sure he's not first. Right. Second place, Alan Walsh. First place, Scott Murray. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take it. But where, where was Ra- where was Ralph Mill? So good for us. So good for us. He was signed by Manchester United. Exactly. Fergie signed him from us. He was one of Fergie's first signings, wasn't he? Fairly early on. Yeah. What a what a player he was. Obviously. Um, And you said it, Stu, with Louis Donovan. Again, our era. That that goal. I mean, that has to feature in one of the highlights. When you do one of the podcasts later on, magic moments. I think it was. Yeah. I've definitely got that. I've got that down there. Got to be in there. Yeah, because it was just. At what yeah, an, well, an evening. Even, and I'm pretty yeah. sure he, I don't know if he scored in the, the Blackburn game we talked about, but he certainly put the ball in for, I think, right. Bob, Bob Taylor scored. But never, never a player that really cemented a position there, was he? No. You know, he, a bit of a fault hero because of that goal. But yeah, good good player. Um, and others patched it. Michael McKindo. You know, Jane. again, a wide player. That the, the goal against Crystal Palace. You know, it was still a bit of a nervy, and to see that ball get rolled back to him and see him fire it into the bottom corner. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um, what else have we got? We've got Clive Whitehead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If we're going back further, obviously we're going just giving some nods to players that that spring yeah. to mind in terms of wingers. And over you the talk years. about talk about important goals. We talked about the Walsh, uh, the um, Tinian goal, but Clive Whitehead's goal at Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portsmouth at home. Um, Aaron Brown doesn't get mentioned. Yeah, no, he should. Um, do. I think should he absolutely should. He was um, very important to the team in the early two thousands. Scored, scored some great goals and also set up some really important goals. So I've seen yeah, yeah. a number of Tony Thorpe's goals actually come from Aaron Brown's boot. Um, any Shad- more that you can? Shadow Williams, he was a, a winger, was wasn't he? he? Yeah, was he? Was he I a think... winger, striker, inside right, inside I'm left? Sure, yeah, he scored sure. a hell of a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, um, we had players like was Alan Crawford a winger? Got a feeling Alan. Yeah, this is why this is why we did the last forty years. Yeah, yeah, I think for the best. I mean, and, and again, one one that I don't know whether he would have classed as a winger, but certainly was sort of a wide player, was um, Garrett Mayer. And I saw Garrett Mayer score a goal. He's a Dutch player um, in the first division. I mean, Christ almighty, yeah, an absolutely unbelievable shot. <laughs> um, and again, sort of little moments where you kind of remember a name of a player that probably only played 30 or 40 games for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um who else? Oh, Kevin Amanqua was he, was he always more no, of a, a fullback? Yeah, fullback. But I remember him yeah. bombing on a few times. Ka- Callum O'Dowder. 
Calamay Day deserves <laughs> deserves you know, a I mean, mention. Deserves a mention I know for that probably, Norwich game alone. Probably deserves a mention just so that it keeps plenty of you know the fans that couldn't stand the bloke, unfortunately. But <laughs> or, always liked Calamay Day. Though I really did. Um, frustrating. Yeah, fr- it was frustrating. Yeah, he was frustrating. You're right. Okay. Um, there'd be there'd be others as well. There yeah. will. There will. Just, just right. Let's see what I've got. Uh, oh, you you go into your uh, separate list now. Just see if there's anything. You knew you knew we were doing wingers for about a week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't like to. Andy, Vine, <laughs> Andy Vineman, Obviously, we like to play him out wide, don't we? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, nah, I think I think we've probably got them all. It's, but just on this, so it, this is wingers, and the fact that, um, you know, it's a, it is a dying breed, and it is something that we mm. keep going on about. The last winger we had was Hakib Adelikan that I can think of. And he played one game, two games. Um, not, not many, yeah. No, and, and I, I remember thinking, oh, it's great that we've got a winger in the you know in the team. And the one sort of half that he had when he did put a bit of a shift in. But I guess now we're into the wing-backs system more so. Aren't wide we? forwards, wide forwards. Yeah. Forwards, so you could, call, you could call Sam Bell a winger, really, if he plays in the three and then yeah. the one. Obviously, I cover United, and it's thrilling to see like Garnacho. He is a winger, and he's yeah. really, really good on the left hand side. Just it's a bit of an old style winger. Great to see. He'll just he'll just take you on. He'll take yeah. you on. It's great to see. You don't see enough of it, I don't think. Jansen, Jansen's down there as a, a, a W for a winger. Yeah, um, okay. Danny Bartley. I'm sure I saw someone put patch when yeah. you said about the quickest players. You said they, someone, he was the quickest he's ever Danny seen. Bartley. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let us know if we've missed anyone. I'm sure you will. Um, but that was wingers. So next week it's strikers. Bob uh, Taylor, move on. Number one, <laughs> yeah. Bob Taylor, move on. Yeah. I haven't done the I haven't done the table for that yet, but I'm looking at who's put who at the moment, and the number one spot is shared by about six people. Is it? At the moment, that I can see, so uh, that'll be exciting to reveal that next and, week. And again, I mean that that will be an era. You can't get that wrong, can you? Wingers it, and it, like no, it's strikers. No, it's strike, strike. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but as Stu said, I mean, for I think anybody from that early eighties up until the youngsters who won't have seen him play, Bob Taylor will be the number one. He, he has to be. Well, he's not yours. Um, is he not mine? Oh well, that's only because that's only because I've probably gone Jackie. You've got that's, you've got, you've got Bass, just, Bass Savage. You're number yeah, one. Have I have I balled? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you'll have and quite rightly. I mean, well, no, I won't spoil it because there'll be other names in there. But Bob Bob Taylor was just yeah yeah okay. Well, then we've got managers, and then we've got magic moments, and that will take us up to um, more or less the pre-season. Of, well, the pre so pre-season starts tomorrow. Yeah, back back in tomorrow. I don't know when the the, the first. I think they probably got a game in Austria in the first week in July. Um, you know, against uh, behind sort of closed doors job, and then when is the first sort of home domestic friendly? Is it the week after uh, that? Week after, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got. Well, um, this busy. Got ticket for Portsmouth, Cheltenham. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. All right. Any any other business from you, Stu, in terms of Bristol City? You're, are you happy with the three signings we've made and your expectations for a difficult season ahead? I'm glad that we are. We've been active 
in the market. I'm glad those t- signings have obviously been lined up, so th- they've been busy. Um, they're not the signings that you know really get the sort of heart ticking. They're not thrilling signings, but they're good, solid championship signings, the sort that we obviously, the, that Nigel thinks we need. Added some much-needed height as well. from the Absolutely. Team. But, of course, we're all kind of on pause at the moment whilst we find out what happens to Alex Scott. Is he going to West Ham? That was the latest I heard. And then after that, clearly he would bring some more in. So I think there's more more to tell. I'd hope he doesn't go anywhere and hope he's with us. But um, I'm I'm pleased that we've done some business. But I think I've got a feeling there might be a bit more to be done. Stu, with Scotty and seeing the Prem football that you mm. see, could you see him making that step up to Prem? Definitely, but I don't want him going to, let's say, I don't know, City. I'm not saying he's going to get City. But yeah. I don't want him to go to City and not play. He's yeah. playing 40 games a season for us at, at a good level. He needs yeah. to do that. Yeah. I, I keep saying random. I just keep saying someone like Brighton would be perfect for him. Mm. If he went to Brighton, he'd play... Great coach there, great manager. He'd get an opportunity and he'd do well. He'd yeah. probably do well at West Ham, in fairness. But I don't want him to go somewhere and not play. Yeah. Or play two or three times. He's got to play. Yeah. And so, yeah, he can definitely do it. There's a, to be honest with me, mate, there's quite a few teams in the Premier League who aren't great. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of teams who are fairly average, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I he, mean, might, he, he, he can end, them. could end up going to Chelsea because they're getting rid of all their yeah. players, aren't they? So... <laughs> Although not Mason Mount at the moment, but yeah. No, that's another story. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pleased what we've done, but I hope we do yeah. a little bit more because I still think... I spoke to my brother earlier and he said, yeah, we've done well, but we need another four. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I genuinely think we need a goalkeeper. We need yeah. someone to give Max real competition. Um, I think if Callas doesn't sign, we need another centre-half. And I think we need two centre-midfielders. Um, if, you know, McCrory is being played right yeah. defence, um, yeah. there's, there's talk of... And, and I, I think I've said it as well. I, I can see why from a, a, a Lee Johnson saying a club in the bag, you'd look at a physical number nine yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that can hold the ball up and lay players in. That, that that would probably be my last one I'd look at. But it's mid- midfield for me. Absolute midfield is key for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And why why don't we know about Callas? I, I I asked you this weeks ago yeah, on this podcast. Six and days. We still don't, we still yeah, don't five, know about Callas. Five days left of his contract. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I th- it's looking like he won't sign a net from that point of view. In, I guess you know if he's getting offers abroad or or what have you. But it, it's a shame. It's a shame because um, I I do think uh, I saw today that the move for Kane Wilson to Bolton is um, has nine. been delayed. Yeah, it's been oh, delayed. Right. So he's he's going to be expected to to train tomorrow. So I think he's only um, is it Bajic, Tommy, Alex, and Josh Lowe maybe that won't. Be back at preseason tomorrow because of their international oh, right, sort of okay. extension of their season. So yeah, right. Okay. Well, we might see some uh, footage from training by the time we speak again yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to say thank you very much to Stuart Gardner yeah. for coming on the podcast. Always great to speak to Stu. Yeah. Probably a hat trick appearance, I think. Isn't yeah, it? I reckon it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. good fun. I'm glad you yeah. kept doing this over the summer. Got to have something to keep us going. Oh God, I'd be going. <laughs> I'd be going insane if I uh, if I didn't yeah. do this. Been yeah. looking forward to this all weekend. Yeah. Uh, to try and to talk a bit of football, talk about Bristol City. But uh, there we are. Right. Brilliant. Hopefully, everyone else is is enjoying this as well, and it's getting you through some. Uh, some um, non-Bristol City times. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all good fun. Right, Matt, we'll speak again next week. But for Pleasure. now, Thanks, take care, mate. everyone. Don't take forget care, to everyone. go and have a listen to that Marina Dolman podcast. 
also and also follow us over on Twitter at 3PIAPC take care everyone cheers all all the best bye bye I'm drifting along it's a one way road just like the tumbleweed or a standing stone far away from the city call Find myself on another bar store. Taking the time to think and pray on the life that I once had before it fades away. Taking the time to talk and laugh. One more time with my father who's passed Oh, I'm drowning in a whiskey pool Oh, I'm drifting far away from you Oh, and now I'm a whiskey fool To think I would look my best You might like to think I'm rough But you don't know me yet This bar I'm in don't like to judge Cause I've seen the desolation of life and Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today.